0: This is the HIV Diaries Podcast. in production of Bruiser TV, LLC. The doctor is in. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Ah, God, I can never do the circus call thing, you know. And those of us who are wrestling fans, of course you remember that from late 90s. WWF, Attitude Era, Road Dog Jesse James, DX, etc., etc., the rest is history. Um, So, yeah, it's been a while since I've been here, hasn't it? It absolutely has, and, you know, I was kind of thinking as I was getting ready to do the show, hang on a second, I ah, gotta get my morning coffee in. I was kind of thinking as I was getting ready to do this show for you guys that, you know, this is going to be an interesting show to do. Because uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff discussed on this particular program, a special edition show, and, and uh, we're also going to be discussing future programs as well. Uh, because there'll be some slight changes coming, and there will also be some other things happening behind the scenes as well. Lots of interesting... Uh, items to catch all of you up on since uh, we last spoke. Last time I did a new show on the HIV Diaries podcast was, oh, it was back during the Reflection series and it was at the tail end of this last year, 2020. And it was the the series where I looked back on old shows, old programs, the uh, way it was then and kind of gave my thoughts on it now. Kind of like a You know reflections hence the name and on the very last one i talked about um what went down at the university of toledo medical center ryan white clinic and that's what we're going to be discussing for the update here but before we do like i said i want to catch you guys up on what i've been up to why haven't we heard from you for a while what's been going on with you what's new what's happening what's going down well first off i'm back in school I think I discussed this before, but I am. I'm back in school. Um, I left high school in May, I believe it was of 2001, and I never graduated. Tough to believe, isn't it? But I got my GED the following year. It was in I think May or June of 2002, and never went to college. You know, and it was it was a little bit of a different world. 18 19 20 years ago and not that you didn't have to go to college back then you know you did for certain things specialized careers but it wasn't yet there where all of a sudden you had to go but everybody kind of knew it was coming down the pipe well you know I let it go and I let it go and I let it go and I spent 10 years of my life between May of 2000 well actually 11 just over 11 years but technically 10 because the back half of my last six to eight months of my marriage was separated Um, but uh, May of 2008 I got married and then in July July 8th I believe it was of 2019 um, that sounds right it was a Monday I remember that and it was nice out and it was about 1130 in the morning (laughs) can you tell I remember all those aspects of my divorce Um and so i literally for a period of 10 years i was out of it like literally i don't remember a good portion of my marriage and and f- for a lot of good reasons as a lot of you know who have been listening to the program for a very long time there was a lot of problems there and i'm not excluding myself from partial blame for some of that stuff but There's no reason to ever lay your hands on your significant other, and domestic violence and spousal abuse is something I feel very strongly against, and I don't feel it's right, and anybody who justifies it, or whatever the reasoning may be, there's just no excuse for it, and I'm going to shoot for a hot second here. The lawyers and legal individuals who continue to justify it, or let's say contact other lawyers on their behalf through third parties to contact individuals. Doesn't necessarily have to be me. Could be anybody, right? And threaten them with action against other people because they don't want any negative information about the individual out there. Yeah, that's not very cool or ethical now, is it? No, it's not. But hey, you know, what do you do? What do you do? People are people. And let's face it, people suck. <clears throat> so that's that. But um, anyways, now that I've gotten off into the weeds, let's go back to what we were talking about before. Um, I was in school, uh, just finished my first year back in college. had a blast, blast, blasty blast. Had a great time, passed every single one of my classes. I have never done that ever in my In school, I've never passed all of my classes in one setting. There's always been like one or two I've managed to fail somehow. But for the first time ever, I've passed all of my classes and I've successfully completed my first year of college working towards my degree in associates and applied science. That's my, you know, entry degree, I guess, if you want to call it that. You know, whether I choose to go further with that is a different story, but um, that's where we're at you know, major uh, broadcast media technologies, something that I know a lot about. But, um, you know, as time went on, as we talked about, you needed schooling and you needed that piece of paper, that $20,000, dollars 40000 piece of paper in your hand to walk in and get a job. And that's just how it is now. And in all honesty, I'm glad I went back because you know what? I've learned a lot and there is a lot to be taken in now and so much has changed in It's just a different world than what I left behind when I left the broadcasting business as a whole in April of 2014. And I've spoken about this privately before, but the whole reason why I moved up here to the Toledo area was because I came up here for a job for a radio station in Adrian, Michigan called WQTE, and it was for the program director job at the, that station's country formatted station, came in, signed off on it, was going to do this and that and the other. And through the entire interview they I kept asking them, yeah, you know, do you guys have this? Can we do this? Blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah, sure. No problem. And I get up here and I find out 10 minutes before I'm supposed to crack the mic for the first time that pretty much 85 to 90% of what they told me in the interview was false and I was lied to, and I was led up here to take the position at that radio station under false pretenses, and I was not going to be doing the job that they gave me. I was actually, uh, the the previous person that had had the job was still there, uh, but they had quietly removed her from the, I guess, visual aspect of it. So you no longer saw her, but she was still there calling the shots. And I was basically there to hold the title of this job, but I wasn't going to be doing the job. And it was, it turned into a big, long mess. And I was gone almost as quickly as I got there. Uh, it, when it became obvious that this just wasn't going to work, I was gone. And uh, the general manager said, um, Give me your keys. So I did, <laughs> and I was gone. And I had spent 17 and a half years in the broadcasting business prior to that, radio, television. And it just didn't work. And so I decided if I ever wanted to reenter, I was going to reenter on my terms. And throughout time, I did the podcast. And and then when the time came during COVID, I was no longer considered essential or I was considered non-essential rather. And just decided, yeah, yeah, I don't ever want to be considered non-essential ever again. This is kind of scary to not know if you have a job to come back to. So I looked into going back to school and here we are. One year later, just completed and I'm happy. So there you go, right? That's what it's all about. So now that I've gotten off into the weeds some more, sorry, I'm kind of rambling here. Been in school. That's what I've been doing now. What I really wanted to talk to you guys today about, though, was I wanted to give you all an update on something throughout a good portion of things on this program from, well, let's see, beginning, when did I first started talking about it publicly? Oh, November, December, 2019, and then February, 2020, we did the live broadcast out from the parking lot of the clinic and then uh, COVID hit and everything changed. And during COVID was when I found out courtesy of a personal Facebook attack that people broke the law to access my medical information and destroy my medical care and all that all that fun stuff. We've been over it, right? So I want to give you all an update on what happened. We've had a big big, 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 big development. Yes, we have, folks. Let me take a sip of coffee. Hang on. Best part of waking up is Dr. Thomas in your cup. That is my name, Dr. J. Thomas. Of course, I'm not a real doctor, but I have seen one on TV. And, you know, that's kind of how this whole thing got started. People playing doctor, people playing medical professional, people Wanting to relive their glory years as a caseworker. I did this for 20 years. I was the best and I parted the seas with my knowledge. And uh, then all hell broke loose. Because they just couldn't leave well enough alone. And then the next thing you knew. Investigators were involved. People's lives were turned upside down. People had their professional lives permanently altered. People had to step down from positions of authority. And some of them, it was voluntary. Some of them, it was forced. Meanwhile, here I was. And I was the victim. And nobody cared about me. Everybody was so worried about protecting themselves and protecting their image and protecting their spot. I got to protect my spot because I did this for years and I can't have my reputation ruined. Then you shouldn't have done it to begin with. What I'm about to read you is an actual charge that was placed not too long ago, early part of this year, And uh, this is the first time that this has been read publicly. I know it's been shared by some different legal people privately, but um, this was through the Ohio Civil Rights Commission, a charge of discrimination, and it's OCRC number TOLG2 parentheses 40853, close parentheses, 02132021. It's against uh, the University of Toledo Medical Center, 3000 Arlington Avenue, Toledo, Ohio, 43614, Lucas County, telephone number 419-383-3780. And the charge reads like this. I was a patient at UTMC Ryan White. Dr. Ellis was my physician. There was an issue at, and it reads as such, a story is made up by a member of <laughs> claiming a** told them there was a new note on file. Turned out it was made up. Took it to the clinic. Said they would look into it. They stopped returning calls. My psychologist at UTMC, University of Toledo Medical Center, began threatening and intimidating me, saying I was outnumbered and risk retaliation if I pursue it any further, which is true, by the way, because I have a copy of this on tape, and the gentleman's name was David Bingham who did this, I left UTMC after, filed complaint with U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Civil Rights Division, February 2020, I received info, Ellis was responsible for my medical privacy being violated, and this goes back, as I talked about before, to that Facebook attack, I also discovered he signed papers on my care about an exam that never happened, therefore committing fraud. Which I can also prove by the way. I resubmitted it to US Civil Rights Division and they were in agreement that something clearly happened. And in April of 2020, they rolled in my favor and sent info stating so. And this is the copy of the paper that you can go on the HIV Diaries Facebook page here, facebook.com backslash HIV Diaries and see. Um, Some parts of it have been blacked out, but yeah, it was dated for April of 2020. And and, uh, yeah, a very awesome guy by the name of was the investigator on it. He was a cool dude. Closing with, I have copies of everything you will need proving the above. I swear this is all true. Uh, please check to indicate you have read and agreed to the statements below. I understand that I will not be able to sign this charge form online. A copy will be mailed out to me for a notarized signature. Investigation will not begin until Ohio Civil Rights Commission receives a signed and notarized charge from me. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I declare under penalty of perjury that I have read the above charge and it is true to the best of my knowledge, information, and belief. Uh, had it notarized and it was uh, sworn on uh, February 21st, 2021. Now, at that point, I went to my computer, I took a deep breath, (laughs) I said a prayer, and then I went to the FBI website, because there were uh, threats of um, retaliation from a uh, specific uh, group, Uh, and I'm serious, there was, and I've got it on tape. And I sent this to the FBI. Please help me, was what this was. So, uh, I kind of uh, overachieved on this part here. And uh, I sent a tip in through the website. And I sent a personalized care package with some paperwork and uh, thumb drive and some other information to a couple branches. And uh, also to the main headquarters in D.C. Because I wanted to make sure I had all my bases covered. Plus, I was trying to get their attention. And I did. And they called me. And boy, were they interested to talk to me. And we set up a time... And I had an interview with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And I have a copy of the interview so I can prove that this took place. I finally got someone to listen to me. Finally. They were uh, (laughs) very interested to hear this story, as I said, and we had a really good talk really good interview went around i think an hour hour and a half and a couple things out of this interview number one is i got what i wanted but it's weird now because I feel like there's a part of me that's like missing now, like how do I move on from this, right? But here's what happened is there was a file made and there is now an FBI file that exists with all this information on it and this particular agent gave me their direct number and contact information for one of the branches here in the state of Ohio. And how to get in touch with them and that type of deal. And they also gave me some other information to have for my own personal use. That I will use, by the way. And I think after this interview that I had and after speaking to them and after what I was told and given and so forth. I think it's a safe bet to say that... um, I don't think I'm going to have any more problems with these people. You know what I mean? And it was pretty much made clear to me that if you have any more problems, give us a call <laughs> yes, and we will take care of it. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think I'm going to have any more issues with the people at the university of Toledo medical center, Ryan White clinic, David Bingham, Gina Jakeway, um, Michael Ellis all now have an FBI file with their name on it. And um, yeah, I mean, look, you can call me a snitch. That's fine. I'll be snitch of the year on this one. Call me an informant. That's fine too. Call me anything you want over this matter. Just do me a favor. Don't call me late for dinner. And I'll tell you why. Because at the end of the day, I still have to eat. And in a way, you could say that um, that's why I did that. I had to secure my ability to continue to eat. Because I don't think I'm going to have any more issues, let's be honest. And and I think everybody who's listening to that will tell you that. I, I don't think I will, especially now because of what it turned into, you know, I have to find a way to move on from all of this and I have to find a way to deal with it all. And, you know, I've been doing a really good job lately trying to move past it and trying to deal with it. And there was a lot more stuff that went on with this than what a lot of people know. Some stuff I haven't even discussed here because of the privacy issue involving some other individuals. But what I will say is this, How about you just don't go to the University of Toledo Medical Center to get your medical care? Don't go there. Especially don't go to the Ryan White Clinic or have anything to do with anything involving the medical care of Michael Ellis or Joan Duggan or the psychological care of David Bingham or the social work of Gina Jakeway. Just don't do it. Because you're basically signing your own death warrant if you do. And they can sue me over that. I don't care. Good luck with that. So how do I move past it, right? How do I deal with it? I don't know. Maybe one day I will. But uh, it's tough to say. But um, before I head off here, um, I do want to thank some people. Uh first off, I want to thank my friends, close friends and family uh for their support through all of that. Um and there were some very stressful times and there were some very scary times, you know. And uh in a in a way I I still deal with it every day, you know. I wake up and I wonder if it's going to happen again. I mean, you know, it's, it's it's easy to say, well, since the FBI got involved and, you know, said that you can call them if there's any more issues, probably won't it, probably true, but I did what I had to do to protect myself and my future. It's tough. It's, it's, it's really tough, you know, and I don't know how I'm going to move past it, but I will. But like I said, I just want to thank my friends and family for being there especially would like to thank my girlfriend who put up with my ass. I appreciate all of her support, and I appreciate everybody's support, and I especially appreciate the support of all of you on the HIV Diaries. And that's uh, what leads me to what I'm going to say next. Uh, The program will continue. We're going to kind of change things up a little bit. We're still going to do the podcast, but we're going to do um something a little bit different here okay and what we're going to do is we're going to make it kind of like a special feature uh podcast um and it's going to be like special reports special interviews uh though there's not going to be like a weekly program like there was but it is going to be a special interest program if that makes sense. And I'm still trying to figure out what direction I want to take with it, but there will be some changes taking place. So just to give you guys a heads up, and when that time comes, of course, pay attention to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash HIV Diaries for all the information. And you can contact us at HIVdiariespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for checking out the program right here on Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, uh, where else are we? Stitcher, iHeartRadio, um, oh gosh, I mean, we're all over the place. Pandora? Yeah, you can access the HIV Diaries anywhere. So thank you so much for checking out the program. Thank you so much for continuing to support it. Love all of you, each and every single one of you. You all be good out there. Take care. God bless. And watch the Facebook page for more information. Take care. The doctor is in. My name is Dr. J Thomas, and I would like to invite you to join me every Thursday at 1 p.m. for Randomosity, where we take a look at the known, unknown, and downright obscure from the world of vinyl. Also, Saturdays between two and six in the afternoon, catch an encore performance of the program. We will see you then for Randomosity on Outcast OCCR Owens Community College Radio.